short women are now allowed in the Spanish police force. In Japan, there's now a nap box in the office for overworked employees. And the Arizona police want you to stop yelling at the tourists. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast. Whee! In Spain, short ladies can now be police officers. That's right. Shorter women will be able to join Spain's police force after the country's top court ruled on Monday that a minimum height requirement for female police officers is actually discriminatory. Yes, it's very discriminatory against short people. I've been discriminated my entire life for being short. I can't donate my sperm. Nope. Too short. They, they cut you off. Five nine. That's the cutoff. I don't make it. I find that very insulting. They, don't, they only want to procreate tall people. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Like short people don't have skills. Well, let me tell you something. If you keep making people that can dunk, you're going to have nobody left to shoot the three. Besides that, short people are cute. They live longer and they don't get hit in the head by low flying foul, which I hear happens to tall people. <laughs> OK, so the court scrapped the five foot three inch height requirement in a ruling on a case filed by a young woman who was barred from taking her selection tests in 2017 because she was shorter than the required minimum to become a police officer. So it used to be five foot three, also known as 1.6 meters. Now it says here, the requirement constitutes an indirect discrimination against women compared to men whose required height, 1.65 meters, is much less demanding since the percentage of women in Spain below the threshold is much higher than the percentage of men. Provided the plaintiff passes her exams, the court ordered the police to employ this woman and give her the same pay seniority as the women who were admitted in 2017 as well. The court said that although the police had this requirement, the national police provided no justification for limiting access to job seekers based on this height requirement. The process of selection for police officers in Spain includes physical and medical tests, which guarantee the candidates are fit enough to comply with the job, the court said. They added that within the police structure, there are many functions that require no special physical condition and even less a tall stature requirement as well. Yeah, there's lots of roles in the police structure, I'd imagine. I would like to see my police officers uh, with a higher intelligence rather than a, you know, a higher height and you know, larger physical attributes. I find it's more uh, helpful to have police officers who are... Uh, have a high character and a high intelligence level. That's just my opinion. Of course, there are certain circumstances and particular jobs within the police force that would require someone who is more physically imposing. Um, riot police, for instance, it's probably helpful for you to be a heavier, larger person. But there are all sorts of roles that are played in the police force that wouldn't, wouldn't require that at all. Now, in my opinion, at this moment in history, where the police forces around the world are kind of getting a bad rap. It's, uh, <laughs> they've been in trouble, especially in the U.S., I would say. It's not helpful to now discriminate in your hiring process based on something so superfluous as height or physical attributes. I think you should take the best person that you can, uh, the most intelligent, most reliable, most honorable. I don't know how you measure such things, but I'm sure there's a way. Because at the end of the day, the motto of the police here is protect and serve, not protect and be able to reach those things on the high shelf. 
Japan's employees are overworked and they're tired. Well, there's a solution to that. Sleep in an upright nap box. That's right. Japan's Atoki Corporation and Koyuju Gohan are partnering to release vertical nap boxes in order to help bring a healthier office culture to the country. It is well known that long office hours are an issue among employees in Japan, and the country even has a term for workers sleeping during the day in order to make it through a full shift. It's called Inamuri, I N E M U R I. Here's a quote from one of the inventors of this nap box. In Japan, there are a lot of people who will lock themselves up inside the bathroom for a while, which I don't think is very healthy. Much better to sleep in a comfortable location, which we're providing. I think a lot of Japanese people tend to work continuously, all the time, without a break. We're hoping that companies can use this nap box as a more flexible approach to resting throughout the day. Now, I'm looking at a photo of the nap box. It looks like an upright coffin. It says here the nap box user will sleep in this pod like a flamingo standing upright. <laughs> how does that? How do you sleep standing upright? It doesn't seem comfortable. It says here the initial design has been made to ensure that your head, knees, and rear end are all comfortably supported so that you won't fall over while taking a nappy. They've even done some research in this situation, which points to the fact that restorative rest increases productivity. This new development may nudge employees in Japan to take shorter power naps throughout the day in this upright nap box. My question is how many hours a day are these Japanese employees working? What is it, 18 hours a day? What are you doing to them? Give them a break, man. A little nap during the day, that's it? I mean, sure, you might get through a long shift, but I mean, the long term health detriment of overwork, I mean, it's real, man. It's real. Come on, man. It is not news to anybody that an overworked lifestyle is an unhealthy lifestyle. And you typically don't eat correctly. You don't digest very well. And I'll tell you another thing that goes on when you finally do get out of work, you go right to the bar and get smashed. I've seen this in Japan, man. You'll see like dudes in suits just passed out on a bench or on the ground. <laughs> like super stressed out drunk people. Uh, of course, it's a very safe place to pass out on the ground. No one's going to really touch you in Japan.、It's、super safe. If you passed out on the ground in LA, you'd wake up with no clothes, no shoes, no nothing. That's if you wake up at all. All right. <laughs>、uh, I think we need to look to Europe for an example of people who kind of take it easy when it comes to work. They have like a month long vacation in some of these countries, it's pretty common. And they take siestas in the middle of the day in certain places I've heard, like Spain.、Uh, I, I think that's way better of a lifestyle. Because, you know, you're going to wake up one day, you're going to be 60 years old, you're going to look back on your life and say, hey, how did I spend my time? Oh, I was working all the time. You miss out on a lot of things, you know, such as traveling, seeing the world, playing wiffle ball with your friends, you know. And then you get to an age where you can't even do those things. So, what a waste. So, I don't know if I'm like all on board with the nap box. I definitely support a hangover tank. Yeah, you should have a hangover tank at your office that has a bunch of snacks,、um, maybe a, a bottle of whiskey, you know, hair of the dog that bit you, maybe a television. It's just 
you know, place you can kind of unwind and get your bearings and then go back to work. Are you guys in? You in on that one? The hangover tank? Come on, guys. I'm trying to solve problems out there in the world. <laughs> Police in Arizona want you to stop yelling at the tourists. Why are they yelling at the tourists in Arizona? Police in an old Arizona mining town that gets one million tourists annually are warning the residents of this town to stop yelling at visitors or they could face harassment charges. Jerome, Arizona is a population of about 450 people. It was once home to one of Arizona's largest copper mines and is now a hub for artists. Tourists take in its scenic views and visit stores and bars along the winding mountain road that passes through it. And I'm very pleased to say that I've actually camped in Jerome, Arizona, spent a couple days there, and I found it to be an absolutely amazing place. It's just beautiful, old mining town on the side of a mountain, amazing views, cute little restaurants and cafes. I visited a store there that's owned by Maynard James Keenan, who is the lead singer of Tool and Pussifer and Perfect Circle. These are bands that I enjoy. It's a very cool place, Jerome. Very hip. Uh, I didn't realize it was such a small population of under 500. I can kind of understand their annoyance. Um, but is yelling at the tourists okay? Let's read on. The Jerome Police Department made an announcement on their Facebook page that it has come to our attention that some people visiting our town on short visits and using lawful short-term parking passes are being yelled at or having notes left on their cars by local residents who are upset. We want to warn you that yelling at or leaving notes could in some cases constitute harassment under Arizona statutes. If you feel that a tourist may have violated some sort of parking regulation, we ask that you contact the police and do not take it into your own hands to harass the tourists. Furthermore, it's unlawful for any resident to put a tourist in a headlock, and give them a noogie or light their car on fire. We want to make sure that we embrace tourists. After all, it's a large industry for us. There's only 450 of us after all. Someone's got to eat at these damn restaurants. Now, that's a quote from the police department, sort of. I took liberties there. I can kind of understand the residents' frustration when your town is inundated like, like Jerome seems to be. Especially if you move there to get away from people. Um, but we live in a world now where you can get information before you move somewhere now. You can find out uh, how many people visit the place. You can take a tour, a virtual tour sometimes. And then, of course, you want to go there yourself and check it out. You know, if you think you're moving to a place that is very much unpopulated and quiet, and then you get there and it seems like it's a little inundated with too many cars on a Saturday afternoon, maybe not buy property there, you know. It's kind of on you as well. Meanwhile, it's like the tourist industry is keeping this town going. At least that was the impression I had when I was there. There's people selling their little, you know, necklaces and whatnot made from local rocks. You know, you know how they do it in these old mining towns. It's kind of an industry. Oh, take our mining tour, you know. The tourist industry provides a lot uh, for a town like this, it would seem to me. And lastly, I'll just say for anyone who's traveling through Arizona at any point, uh, there are certain destinations that everybody knows about, such as you know, Flagstaff and Phoenix and uh, Sedona, which is a beautiful place. I recommend stopping into Jer Jerome as well. You can't miss it. There's a big J on the side of a mountain. That's when you know you're there. And it's awesome. Just, you know, watch where you park your car, man, okay? Be respectful of the residents. Yay!
Hey, thanks for joining me for an episode of Weird AF News. Once again, my fellow listeners, loyal fans of the show, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I'll keep this outro very brief. I'm going to publish a couple phone calls after this. You can always call the show, 646-450-2012. Let me know how you feel. I want to give a big shout-out to a new patron named Steven Sells. Steven Sells just joined the Patreon, so... Big uh, congratulations to Stephen Sells. I'm so grateful. Please, Stephen, enjoy the extra content within the Patreon and uh, enjoy that good feeling that you have knowing that you're supporting a daily weird podcast that's recorded inside a closet. Appreciate you, buddy, very much. Also got um, given a shout out to a couple commenters on YouTube. Viana McIntyre wrote me a nice comment. She uh, she wrote about Florida Fridays. Most accurate local news in Florida, Jonesy. Most entertaining way to receive news around the world in general. And I listen in my backyard. Jonesy, you've earned a listener for life. Uh, I hope I can help enough to get you out of that dang closet. With love, V. So big shout out to V for leaving me a lovely message. That's on the YouTube channel, by the way. So that's uh, youtube.com slash weirdafnews. Another comment on the YouTube channel by Candy Walker. She wrote, I listen to you every morning, Jonesy. You truly make my day. Keep up the great job. Side note, my son Matt is a voice actor right out of the closet in his room at my house. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, the closet is a good place to record your voiceovers. Uh, also, a car works as well. I've recorded many of these episodes in a car. Just FYI. Hey, guys, you got to make it work. If you would like to leave me a review, uh, you can do so at all sorts of places. Most helpful being Amazon, because uh, I could use some good reviews on there to offset the bad ones that I get. So if you have an Amazon account, you can go look for Weird AF News on there and leave a review as though you would a, a regular product. And I think we all have Amazon accounts, correct, guys? So leave Jonesy a review on the Weird AF News Amazon. You can just do a search for it there. Um, lastly, if you'd like to join the Patreon and support the show, like Mr. Sells has done, it makes me smile. Uh, you go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon banner. Or you can download the Patreon app and then do a search for Weird AF News in there. And join. Support the show. I appreciate you. Now for some calls. See you tomorrow. Hey, Jonesy, this here is Skeeter calling from Jacksonville, Florida, the largest city in these here 48 contagious states of the United States of America. And I'm just calling to... Uh, talk to you. Uh, well, first of all, let me tell you that this is the home of uh, Ronnie Van Zant and Leonard Skinner, and we're very proud about that down here. Now, you may call this place Craxonville, and that's something that you can all joke about, and we know there's lots of things going on down here in Florida and Jacksonville uh, specifically, but, uh, you know, I think you and I have very much a lot in common, and uh, first of all, starting with our small frame. You know, I, I, I'm only five foot four and I know you're a small man yourself in stature. But, uh, you know, besides that, I think we got a lot in common. Both of us like talk and, you know, the, part of that is, you know, why my mama my name me Skeeter, you know, cause she says I'm talking so much that I'm always kind of buzzing around and got so much to say and so much to do that that's why I was nicknamed Skeeter cause I was always kind of buzzing around and bothering everybody. She says I was kind of like a mosquito, you know, just giving people lots of, uh, buzzing around and just bothering people all the time. But, you know, part of it also is because of my small stature and everything. But, you know, uh, you're probably like me. I'm guessing maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I may be only five foot four. But if you measure uh, all my heights together, if you know what I mean, I'm five foot four. But if you add my other eight inches, I'm a full six foot, t six foot tall. You're, you, you may be the same about that. I don't know. But, you know, it's 
It's like my old lady says, you know, I may be skinny and scrawny, but, you know, the meat's got to go somewhere. So there's plenty of meat on the bone. Anyway, I wanted to talk about some of your uh, Fourth Friday messages that you put out on your podcast. And one of them was from, oh, several weeks ago. There was a lady who, uh, I don't know, she ended up somehow in the middle of the the uh, highway and she was in the 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 grassy strip in between the lanes on the road and she set fire to her bush in the middle of the roadway there and ended up the highway patrol had to come and put her bush out i don't know maybe she set fire to some bushes in the middle of the roadway i don't know maybe she was a fire bush you know a redhead lady or something and uh, she was naked in the middle of the street. Maybe, maybe I need some more information about it. But anyway, yeah, I, I just I guess I got to get figured out, get get some more information about that. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Cause what? No, I'm talking to Joan. No, I ain't talking to that whore cousin of yours. Joan, I got a situation here. I'll have to talk to you later. Hey, Joan, this is Skeeter calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I was calling about a story that you did a a while ago on a Florida Friday, and it was about a man who got too much money out of the AMT machine when he went and was taking some money out of the, the machine before he went to work one day, and he told the machine how much money he wanted, and it gave him too much money. And he was all frustrated because he was on his way to work. He got too much money out of it, so he beat the heck out of that machine. And you was kind of making fun of him and said he should just take the money and run. But... It wasn't like he he got uh, extra money could just take it. I mean, that would be like an unhonest thing to do, but that money was probably his. And, uh, you know, if you get too much money out of the machine and it's your money from your account, you, what you going to do? You're going to be overdrawn. And if you got too much money out there and you got bills that need to be paid out of there that are going to come out of there later in the day or maybe in the next days or two, you know, what you going to do? You're going to be in the hall, and that's going to cause trouble for you. And if you're going on your way to work, you're going to be late for work, and you've got too much money coming out of your account, that's going to be a problem for you. So I can see why he'd be mad and want to beat the hell out of that machine. So that's creating a real problem for him. And you're just thinking, oh, he's got too much money. And a lot of people might just think that by hearing the story the way it was read. But what's he going to do? So I can see why he'd be upset about that. So, you know, it's not just like the machine's giving him money that he can just take and run, which wouldn't be honest in the first place. I can see why some people like maybe out in California might do something like that. Not every person in, in Florida is a crook. So, uh, you know, you know, you just can't think that that's what someone's going to do. So, you know, beating the machine up, well, that's not the right thing to do either. But if you're late for work, I mean, this man's going to maybe lose his job if he's late for work. So, uh, you know, you got to think twice about these things and figure out what the real reason might be. All right, man, good luck with your life.